0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother and finally back home, Corey Baumeister. How's it going?
1: Oh, my God, Brad. I have to say vacation was awesome, but I, you know, just being back here at the podcast really reminds me that I really should take longer vacations. So, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I
0: get you. And and <laughs> next week might not be a vacation or the next two weeks, but I'm probably also going to be on vacation for two weeks.
1: Yeah, vacation uh, to come see your loving brother, huh?
0: Well, to move back to a state where my fiance has family and and I have a couple perks, too. Like, I mean, I, I'm excited to see, you know, Todd.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like the, the extra thing, right? Like Todd's hot tub is number one. Then, you know, <laughs> all the restaurants that you missed, and then I'm third, right? He-
0: well, d- behind Henry and Tori, of course.
1: Of course, yeah. The dog's too cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, I'm super excited. Yeah, I leave next week. Hopefully, I've uh, I'm kind of going in in a a mid move crisis because I just contacted my movers and they're like, "Who are you now?" so so in, in, after the podcast i'm gonna call them back and i'm gonna be like what's going on and and it should be all good but we're gonna ignore that for now because i don't want it to have what i actually want to talk yeah, about
1: that sounds stressful let,
0: let's talk about magic you know the thing that isn't stressful and uh and this week you know we've we finally have a week's worth of modern horizons results and i've been playing some modern horizons limited mm-hmm. um and we just got you know we're on the you know we just finished the Strixhaven set you know championship yep um yep and so we can talk about historic and all that, but we got a special guest that I want to introduce. Before that, um, Bradley,
1: I gotta stop you. You get you gotta let the people know that this can be heard on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. You know, we, we yeah, can't forget that.
0: I I that, that that is true, but no no one listens to us anymore. It's just it's just us, you know, blasting into the aether.
1: Okay, then then forgive me for interrupting, knock yourself yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's all
0: good. But no, we got a great special guest this week. We wanted to bring in the person responsible for making sure Urza Saga was not fucked up. In Modern Horizons too, and so we brought in Brian Brandouin. Hey Brian, how's oh God? Have you looked at these Modern Horizons uh, modern results?
2: Not great, yeah. Bob. Not great at all. <laughs> when I walked into the office at Watsi, they were they they actually pulled me aside for a special meeting, and they were like, "We got this Carter's a saga. Your job over the next four weeks is to specifically make sure that that card is not fucked up. Nothing else you do here matters." Make sure that card's not fucked up. So not Ooh, looking good. Brian. Not looking good at all. It's in like
1: every deck, man. It's in like every deck. Was that your goal to make a card that is not good, but in every deck somehow?
2: Uh huh. Yeah. Ooh. It was. It was. Well, you did it, buddy. Congrats. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean that's successful. No, this this modern format looks kind of funky. <laughs>
1: It looks awesome to me. You know, when I was back home, um, I was just looking at everybody tweeting out the decks they were going live with and stuff. And it seems like the response for what Modern has become, at least in this beginning stages, before we narrow in on like a best deck, just looks awesome. Everybody's playing so many different things. You can play stuff that brings it back, like Affinity. We got new style of of Hogak decks, which we'll get to a little bit later. But whoa, for the most part, whoa, I really...
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't make us live with with modern's past sins. Oh, these aren't hogax. These aren't hogax.
1: Okay, people were comparing a certain deck we're gonna be talking to to Hogax part two. Um, but for the most part, everything looks awesome. And I'm super excited to play some leagues with all these uh different decks.
0: All right, well let's let's just quick um hit 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 this this low-hanging fruit and talk about the set championship. Now you were out of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you weren't doing coverage. Um Brian and I played in in the Strixhaven Championship and we had the exact same results as we did last championship where Brian was eliminated on day one, which is a much better result than I had by making day two.
1: And then you did not get anything or I I really didn't get to follow it too much. I watched a little bit here and there, but
0: I I had to play every single round. I, I ended up taking the the max amount of losses you can take before your last loss eliminates you from getting any prizes or points okay and then i started winning a bunch until the final round where i lost and then got nothing
1: oh yeah so, so you literally did the worst
0: yes i did the absolute worst you could possibly do in the last two championships
1: love it love it well congrats what did, what did you guys play were you guys on the just guy turns van wagen or
0: N- uh no 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 um, i played
2: uh i played demir Pax in uh in historic yes i did and i, yes. I- <laughs> there were only two pilots of the deck and uh <laughs> the other pilot daggered the shit out of me on twitter so it was great what did they do somebody uh the mtg data um twitter account posted like you know in innovative lists from the the championship and uh one of their tweets was about demir pact and it was like me and the other person who's playing it and then their response was like just a uh, kind of like a yikes gif of when yeah. BBD is the only other person playing your deck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, you steered way you know wrong at that point. when that's the case. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. so good, but yeah. Oh, so, that's great. <laughs>
1: Brian, I know you uh, I know you don't play as much magic as you once used to, but didn't you know that Thassa's Oracle got banned from that deck like you know you weren't supposed to play that deck anymore right uh
2: i, I, I did i did but you know i can't give it up mm. so mm. okay yeah you packed Weird- with that deck I, is
1: never tainted weirdly
2: i think the deck is actually good against just guy turns okay like I, I don't I, I i can't speak for the rest of the format but i think it actually matches up like pretty well against specifically just guy turns, so maybe that's not true either and i was just beating bad players (laughs) on the ladder but who knows
1: (laughs) i mean that just that just guy turns deck seemed pretty disgusting you know i like watched the top eight coverage and it really did feel like the best deck it's it's one of those combo control that that mold is such a powerful strategy so is that what you played bro
0: no um so i was 16-0 with that deck on the ladder but i was testing with a team and i wasn't confident in my list like i was very afraid of just taking uh a, a, a list with without tuning it and i didn't i'm like
1: not confident that makes sense
0: <laughs> well i wasn't confident that my list was that good it's the ladder man like I, yeah. I i like playing on the arena ladder but it, you can only find out if your decks are bad on the ladder
1: I feel that's true, but if you're going sixteen and zero, like I get, you know, like I went eight and one, but it wasn't that, you know, the latter opponents were kind of bad. But when you go
0: sixteen and zero, you're still painting a decent picture here. Well, I mean, of course, I knew the deck was good, Mm -hmm. but also I was on a team with half the people who were checked out because they're already in, uh, they're already eliminated from the MPL rivals in the positive way. Yep. Yep. And one person that is checked out because they're eliminated the negative way. Nice, um, Brian. Who, who is that person? <laughs> Would you
2: like to name them? <laughs> I did,
0: Brian, Brian. Oh, okay. Brian. Um, and then the other, the other subset of our team. Kibler. Or... What? Oh, it was Kibler. Yes.
1: <laughs> He's not in the MPL. That's a fact. Yeah, it's true. Dude,
0: there was a tournament. All right, all right. Everyone listening to this, this is this is a, a, a side side step, but. There was a, the last physical Mythic Championship slash Pro Tour, Brian Kibler tested with us, but did not come to the testing house. A subset of the people in, on the team played a Gruul deck, right? He chose to play a different Gruul deck (laughs) of his own (laughs) creation. And I think did just as well as they did. Like that's the biggest fucking Hall of Famer flex I've ever seen. Yeah like, yeah like you you're on a team of dedicated pros spending time in a house and you're like nah i'm not going to play your girl deck i want to play mine because it has dragons in it
1: yes yes i do remember that actually i can't remember exactly what were, the decks we were playing in no the decks go. but yeah yeah they were that's playing right.
0: adventures the mm, first okay. versions of girl adventures cool cool um but anyway yeah so uh we, i ended up playing phoenix because i was also testing with people that were dedicated on phoenix and they they believed that phoenix was slightly ahead against uh jessica turns but mm-hmm. i didn't believe that and then but it was getting too close so i registered and then i played against it a few more times on the ladder i'm like okay no we're way behind and yeah. so i was very very unsatisfied with my is it phoenix deck selection okay
2: yeah and then i think phoenix is pretty exploitable in the format with uh, it just has no interaction it's just not as fast as some of the other decks and has no interaction. I don't know. It's, I, I'm not a huge fan of Phoenix, but... Well, I mean, that's a... that's
1: how that deck has always been, right? Like, you have to be proactive, which makes you gear your game plan in a certain way <clears> that <throat> is easily exploitable by either Graveyard Hate or just, you know, I, and plenty of different things because you're doing one thing. Post-forward you get to change a little bit, but then you're also diluting your main game plan. So, yeah, Phoenix has always been a, in an interesting
2: spot. I mean, Graveyard Hate's um, not very yeah. good against Historic Phoenix, but...
0: That's true. They have storming and stuff. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to to comment on two things, like I I do think, I mean, I think Phoenix can interact. It's just all the decks that it can interact with got pushed out. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It can interact with creature Um, decks. It can interact very well with creature decks, but yes, it doesn't, it does not interact very well with non creature decks and Mm -hmm. being, playing reactive spells in a deck that's looking to cast three cards in in, on your turn it isn't like, it, it, I don't know. It kind of pulls the deck no, in different ways sense. and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's not that
0: it's, a, no, not that that it's a bad deck.
2: It's definitely a good deck, but it's awkward in the current format, I think.
0: So, okay. Yeah, all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. I, I, I got to stop this for a second. We're still on air. I want everyone mm-hmm. to know this. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just need to go kiss my fiance for a second because one of our bigger stressors has just been resolved. We have housing for when we get back to Roanoke.
1: Yay! Oh,
3: I'll be
0: back in 20 seconds. Keep the conversation rolling.
1: Yay! You know what the best part about that is, BBD? Yeah? What's the best part? Yeah, the best The best part about that is I don't have to help him with housing. <laughs> so we won't tell him that. But I don't have to go look around at houses when I just bought a home and I have to move into that. So yay, him and
0: me all right i'm back i'm back yeah no i'm super excited i'm just glad i was a little stressed out about moving cross country without a place to eventually move into
1: oh i know i remember you asking me to just go cold look around town for like renting it's bad it's really (laughs) bad
0: right now in roanoke it's super bad anyway let's keep it on magic i just really (laughs) wanted to talk about that because i was super excited
1: yay Um. good for you all right yeah so um yeah. So you played Phoenix. You played Demir Pack. What did you guys choose for
0: choose for standard? Uh, I mean, what did you choose, Brian?
2: Um, I chose probably the worst deck that I've ever seen, which is Soul Tie.
0: Maybe you've heard of it, Brad.
2: <laughs> oh, I have,
0: but I, I, didn't, I didn't play garbage like that. Oh, you did No, I played I, Okay. I, I finally, because Wizards of the Coast said, hey, you are no longer a pro Magic player, I finally had the courage to pull a trigger on my pet deck, Nye Adventures, and I played that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I'm you guessing the only you, one you didn't have tr- a
2: good time with Sultai, huh? You weren't the only one who pulled the trigger on Naya Adventures. Two of my opponents also did, and they beat the shit out of me.
0: <laughs> yeah, the matchup's really? not that bad anymore. Yeah, I, the matchup actually is really close. I also beat. I don't even know if I beat it's Sivka. I think it's. I crushed
2: Sivka in the tournament. I, think, I don't even think it's close. I think Naya is like miles ahead of Sultai in the matchup.
1: Elite Spellbinder is a huge gain for that. And there's so many hate bear creatures. You know, I mean, three meta creatures, but all those creatures are so hard to deal with. It overloads your heartless Axe and your bindings, and if you don't find them, you just cannot win the fucking game. Also, Toski so Tos-
2: is just such a beating. Like Toski oh, Tos- yeah.
0: is. What I figured out about that matchup, playing it a ton of times from both sides. Yeah, Sultai always has the op opportunity. If they have a very good draw, they win the game. Yeah, but if they stumble on any of the ramp in plus the plus removal plus one um ultimatum if they stumble on that they're behind significantly
2: yeah no that seems about that, right yeah that's about the experience that i had like if i had like removal on two cultivate on three like and then on on turn four i could there's a variety of things i could do play another play a binding play a gargaroth whatever like when i had those hands i was winning but yeah anytime i missed like anytime i had the removal but no ramp or the ramp but no removal i would just lose like
3: mm mm-hmm.
2: so yeah no nope, that makes sense and i didn't have like i i yeah like i lost both times in the tournament to it and i i was losing on ladder to that same matchup too i just i don't think it's a good matchup for Soltai, but
1: so after the whole tournament uh just looking at the top eight you know the top eight was what five jeskai turns and then like is it i think that was the only deck right
0: uh, and Seth, sexy Seth, with uh, just guy control of his own guy creation, control. he yeah. is the reason why Brainstorm was not thirty-two copies in the yeah. topic because he played yeah. three, his own and that leads and being...
2: cutting a Brainstorm. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seth is the the innovator. such a mad scientist. I don't really know how else to describe it.
1: Yeah, that leads me to the next question. Are You know, is Brainstorm just far too good? Is this whole mystical archive, like, just way too busted now that people figured out, like, <laughs> the actually, right
0: shells? I'm actually in the middle of writing an article that I have titled, this is for Thursday on Star City Games. Yeah. It is titled, Will Historic Ever Not Be a Complete Mess? <laughs> <laughs> and, and in it, I go through the history of Historic that was, like, literally littered with just, like, Historic being a means to an end and a cash grab all at the same time. If yeah. you just ever look back at historic's entire history, uh, it was like, we just need something on arena. And then they even promised, not promised, but they said it wasn't going to be competitive. And then it became competitive because of the pandemic.
3: Yeah. And so yeah now we're yeah. at the
0: spot. Now we're at the spot. Well, I think it was correct for them to put it in uh, competitively once the pandemic hit
2: standard only would have been ass would have been raw Yeah, because oh. they can't do magic
1: online so they can't do um you know modern because it looks too bad um like for coverage and stuff but yeah now that now that the pandemic hit you know you had to have something that's other than standard everyone's oh, gonna be so I,
0: bored but i love historic real quick of just to to talk about it because i've because i've talked mm-hmm. about an article it is a minimal viable product because they just literally, they called it standard plus until they figured out historic, Yeah, was, you know, and then it became a competitive format where they're just pumping it full of new cards, just ster- like steroid injection after injection to pump this format up. Yes. And, and now we're at a spot where I don't actually think we can ban one card. I think all the mystical archives, but probably still a few more cards would have to go because, mm. because I like, um, I don't want to spoil the whole article, but yeah, like you can't just cut Brainstorm. Memory Lapse is still a messed up magic card in Historic. When magic is is all about velocity, like if you're a non-blue deck and you're like, I guess I didn't draw my fourth land, I'll play my three drop. And you're like Memory Lapse. It's like, well, I could never achieve velocity again and you can. So the game is now over for me.
1: Yeah. And that's even pairing it with, you know, rogues where it's like legitimately a hard counter. If you want it to be, you have that option where you can attack or not with a mill creature, um, un- unless you want them to redraw that card. So, yeah, that card will still be insane. Hmm. Without Rose Brainstorm. isn't the
2: only deck that can make it a hard counter. Perhaps you're forgetting about Tamir Pax, Corey. Jace <laughs> plus one targeting you. Oh, yeah, there you not... go. The one of good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm like the Marie Kondo of Historic. I just I love the mess of it. Like I just, oh. it's so <laughs> fucked. Like the format is just so fucked up, but I just love it. Like it's just all the stupid shit that's just constantly good. I don't know. I think it's a fun
0: format. Like oh no 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 no. I I think, do I think it's a great format. If if um, competitive stability is not. A target. Oh,
2: yeah. Like every tournament's like, all right, here's a deck that's 72% of the field with an 81% win rate. Let's ban a card from it. And the next tournament's like, here's a different deck.
0: (laughs) The the, the format averages a ban per release and i'm not talking about set release i'm talking if you add up all the sets that have come out since it started all of the anthologies all of the jump starts in the remastered it averages a band per one of those yeah it's like that's how messed up the format is it's like all right it's
2: it's like we got secret layer x coming out and it's like and also time warp is banned and historic like we got
0: you know can you believe that six months later (laughs) fucking muxus isn't even a playable magic card in the format i know it's absurd <laughs> like when that card first came out i was like you gotta be kidding me right like yeah. this is the most busted thing ever we have to main deck aether gust and now it's like oh that's nothing so <laughs> yeah i
2: actually here's an int- i don't want to talk too much about historic but here's a real interesting thing is is what do you think about like making historic like hearthstone where they um just change cards, you know, like like for example, memory lapse is kind of a, a messed up card, but what if it let the person choose top or bottom? It would be a fine card.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we legitimately talked about this already because of the event that they're gonna be running on arena right. where they're nerfing cards and they're essentially experimenting with that. There's no reason they would do that if they're not entertaining the same idea at wizards, in my opinion. Oh, I think they're entertaining um, the
2: idea for sure.
1: I do too. If it's an only digital product that they have so much space to, you know, manipulate it, um, where people aren't pissed that their real life cards change because it's not really going to be in, you know, in-person historic events, you know, at least that's probably their plan. Um, so I think that's awesome. I hope they do that. Do
0: you have a link to this? I've, I've, I missed
2: this. What's it called? Like the something March, something, what is it called? Um, tournament or something? Yeah. Uh, Mirror basically, mirror. Brad, That's all called, it right? is, like is mirror, mirror,
1: mirror. Yeah. All they're doing, Brad, is they're like even putting band cards like Oko in, but they're gonna nerf it. Maybe it costs five mana, maybe it does something different. They're gonna experiment with that for like a whole weekend of events. It's gonna be like a casual kind of like the Momirs or the um, you know, standard metagame challenges. It's gonna be one of those things, but I guarantee it's just an experiment for them. Didn't they already um, like to see
2: if they Didn't they already to do that. post um like the cards that are different. Like I think like like Fires costs five mana. Um, To Fairy costs four mana. Like I did hear that. Yeah. Like yeah. Oko is like, um, it's like a zero. It's an eight drop. No, it still costs three mana, but it's like a zero instead of a, or it's a plus one instead of a plus two, and it's like a minus okay. three instead of a, um. Minus two, and it and the ultimate costs a lot more mana or something. I can't or sure, it costs a lot sure, more loyalty yeah. or something like that. Like
0: okay, cool. Yeah, I've I've got I've got mirror mirror. I, I'm gonna look this up for to make sure that I have other the information right for my article. But yeah, um, I mean, I I love the idea of them changing, uh, around historic because I think historic should just be a casual fun format that we can like. Play when we just want to do something dirtily and once we get back to tabletop, I know they're not going to keep historic as a competitive format. Like I assume we're I'm going to be playing if I'm playing in the new set championships, Pro Tours, whatever they call them. I, I think for the first year, it's going to be like a ton of modern and pioneer. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we have just went no, totally through agree. two years of standard and historic hell.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I think pioneer much. is. I mean, I may, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think they've they've kind of given up on pioneer. They totally have. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they gave not, up, they're not
0: they, supporting it. Yeah. Well, they gave up Pioneer, I thought, because of the pandemic, but maybe. I, maybe. I, I think Oof.
2: they're making historic Pioneer, like...
0: Okay, cool. I don't care. I don't give a shit about Pioneer. I just want to play modern and I don't think very many
2: people do. Yeah. I shouldn't say anyone, but I don't think very many people care about Pioneer. Yeah, there's
0: like three people
1: that
2: still what love playing Pioneer. about the Pioneer, Pioneer
0: podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, they've rebranded. Yeah, they've so re-branded. They've re-branded. They lost re-branded. interest. <laughs> they don't even care about Pioneer
2: anymore. <laughs> Alright, so, oh, right, yeah. so let's
0: actually yeah, let's let's move on. Let's
2: talk about uh modern where we have a bunch of deck lists that I see and they all have the Carter's of saga. Every one of them has the Carter's <laughs> a saga. Except for one.
1: Really? Really? Yeah, except for one. Except for one. The one that doesn't have a visual on her thing, oh, BBD. One, but yeah, yeah. That one
2: doesn't have Urza Saga, you're right.
1: And I mean, that's a product of testing out the new card a little bit, I think. Uh, but it's also just, I think this card is fucked. Like, I think it's just insane. Urza
0: Saga, yeah, it's yeah. very good. Yeah,
1: I'm not yeah. surprised.
2: I mean, I'm did not you, surprised.
1: Did you guys know, though? I didn't know this until I was just watching Versus Flying Back, that if you Spreading Seize Urza Saga, it just dies?
0: Nope, I didn't know the layering of it. Yeah, because yeah.
2: it, it, isn't it like... Um, because it has it's i don't even think it's i don't even know if it's a layering thing but it's like it has more counters on the saga. So- like so it has something to do with it having anytime a saga has enough counters to reach the final thing it gets sacrificed or whatever but yeah. because it no longer has the text of having 3 chapters You know however many counters are on it are higher than the zero that's the baseline at that point or something and it gets sacrificed
1: yeah it's something really weird but i just learned that interaction (laughs) just from watching i was like wow i never would have guessed that but i mean that that does raise the stock of like spreading seas or blood moon but i'm guessing does the same thing um if all these ursa saga decks are, are so popular you know
0: yeah, I mean, who knows, maybe. Like the problem is is like you look at these affinity decks, it's like a blood moon is probably way too slow. Yeah. yeah. And and also with Amulet Titan, they've they've been by design, they're prepared to beat Blood Moons. It's not like it's not like who are in 2021 and Primeval Titan's like, How must I beat this blood moon? I've never seen it before.
1: Yeah, yeah. They have Dryad now, you know, so that it, it doesn't even really get affected that much. And
2: Yeah, I mean, not I'm not saying it's it's the end all be all. You know, something like that would be pretty good, right?
1: Yeah. Or, God, what is it? Um, Not Pernacious Deed, but I I saw it on Twitter. It was like Punishment. It's the second half of...
2: Yeah, um, Crime and Punishment. It's it's a
1: split card. Yeah, and it just would destroy the enchantment and the construct and, you know, any other zero drops that came along with it, um, which is kind of cool. Like, there's going to be things like that that are going to pop up to answer this because Modern is such a deep format um but we'll see if it just can still overpower that you know
0: i mean i yeah like like i i i think i have a very um wizards approach Uh, a lot of wizards energy when it comes to modern every time new cards come out and people are like look at all this messed up stuff i i have this wait and see mentality where it's like i don't really feel like getting involved immediately unless i want to have fun yeah and i'm gonna wait a, a month or a week or two to let things settle because by design, like a lot of the people promoting the set and stuff like that are content creators. They want to, that you we, we build hype, right? Yeah. Because we get excited about things and we want other people to be excited about the things we're excited about. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the decks go through fast iterations and then all of a sudden answers are made and then, you know, the, the hype is dead. So I'm going to wait until like next week or at least once I'm done moving to jump into this format because I feel like I'm going to start chasing my tail if I start playing modern right now.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I'm going to chase my tail up, down, left, oh, and right. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I still have to get, you know, a card order sponsorship card order.
1: Yeah, there card you go. Card I you love go. your
0: service and I would love to sponsor <laughs> your product.
1: There you go. There you go. They're probably not listening, but.
0: No, no, they never do.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, um, I don't feel like, well... I definitely probably was the one who tested the most with Urza Saga when we were at WotC, but it was a card that went through a ton of changes. Um, It was Mm -hmm. was constantly being changed because it was either too good or too bad. Like it was really hard to get it right because it was it's it's easy to make this. I mean, it's it's a land that gets blown up by enchantment removal and, you know, is gone after three turns. So it's pretty easy for it to be bad. And it's also pretty easy for it to be like really good too. So yeah, because it's
1: zero mana. Anything free we've seen get exploited yeah. plenty of
2: times. Yeah. So like it was a card that was in a lot of the decks that I was playing, because I played a lot of Urza when I was there. Um mm-hmm. but like I didn't put it into like Amulet, for example, or whatever. Cause like that just wasn't yeah. like something that was really on my radar. And that's, like, one of those sure. things where it's, like, there's so many random-ass decks, it's really hard to, to to catch a wide enough net to get them all. But also, when we were, like, a lot of the decks that we were testing this card in, like, Urza's Saga was, well, first of all, it worked differently a lot of the times. Like, it was adding mana instead of um, searching out artifacts. But it's, like, okay. we were testing this card along with Tinker. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> Urza's Saga wasn't the card that was doing the heavy lifting in that deck, like wow. Tinker. And that card obviously just didn't make it to, it didn't. to cut. It yeah. did. Huh? It's like it, it's so <laughs> weird. Like I, I spent so much time playing with like a lot of cards that were kind of absurd um with, you know, like one of them being like Tinker for uh what's that? Six mana, Bolus's Citadel. Like that was a very yeah. powerful thing that obviously would have been a little too good. Um, maybe way too good, uh, because there's a lot of turn three kills, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, 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 it's just, it's, it's kind of weird to see that like this being thing. Like I, I could have predicted that the power level in this card is dangerous, but it wouldn't have been my first pick of a card that I thought would be like the, the defining modern card out of the set okay
1: well let's talk about uh another card that's making probably the second biggest impact and that's like Asmore in all these food style decks with like feasting troll king we i know like doom wake has been pretty adamant about it been winning a lot with it uh wh- what do you guys think of this decklist like for me it's like it looks strong maybe i just actually need to see how it works but I, you know, it it doesn't look too much different than like a Jun food deck, and I feel like the power level is not there in Modern for that style of deck to be good. But people are comparing Feasting Troll King with all these enablers to like Hogak. Like, you guys think this deck is is going to be that kind of busted
0: or or what? Well, um, I, I don't I don't know if it's going to be busted. I haven't played with it. Mm-hmm. I, um, like it does look fun. It's the deck that. It's one of the decks that interests me the most just because I like playing with, you know, Feasting and Troll King sounds fun to play with in Modern. Yeah. And like Mayhem Devil, like that seems awesome. But I, I will say like, I don't feel that bad about this uh, because other people were testing Asmore and also Asmore was going through a lot of iterations. Like mm-hmm. when, when the set came out, I didn't even remember. I don't think I ever saw or played with, at least not played with the Sack Dill 6 to itself ability. I, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah,
2: that was on there. Yeah,
0: was it on there? Yeah, it was. Okay, that was late in it, and I was just not a part of the Asmore stuff.
1: So what? Yeah, just sack two foods, and you just basically kill any creature on their side. That that does seem pretty good.
0: No, that's like the cool ability on that card. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, like the the deck looks really cool. Uh, it looks fast, powerful. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm excited to actually try it, but I would be shocked. Mm. If these decks are gonna like dominate this format because they're still just like weird graveyard sack outlet decks.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah like this deck can't be to rest in peace, I imagine, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Or it at least greatly hurts them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean I would have to see this deck in action, but it I mean, I would be surprised if this is a Hogak deck. Like Hogak was attacking you for eight on turn two and had 16 power in play um you know if this if if what this deck is doing is putting a feasting troll king into play on turn two or whatever that's really good but i don't know if i would call that hogak you know (laughs) like okay i I mean and and i I don't know i'd have to see the deck in action I, i could i can only imagine looking at it like what it's capable of and maybe it's capable of more busted stuff than that and i'm not sure but fair enough fair enough
0: one one deck I, one deck i want to talk about moving moving on a little bit is the new um affinity affinity decks mm-hmm. because you know one of one of the things that uh that i helped make is I, I helped make nettle crest cost one additional mana and um i got i'm I, i'm pretty sure we got modular off thought monitor right brian
2: Uh, Yeah, we we I mean we increased the mana. We got modular off it. It was originally five mana. I guess I don't know if we're that's saying too much. But
0: no, we could talk about it. It was it was five. You it was just somber. Overguard. I mean, at the end, we were even
2: saying it should probably be eight mana. I think, but yeah, it's I don't know.
1: So you you guys single handedly tilted off every affinity lover. You know there there there's not that many of them still left and you guys just managed to just shit on him huh? there is
0: no way that mm-hmm. Nettlecrest should have cost two, equip two. like there's just no yeah. way it's just a huge upgrade from cranial plating like yeah that's insane yeah this deck already even plays four of each because they're just both so good and yeah and yeah seeing that thought monitor is still hyper playable at you know after we like Never had to fit. cut it had to a little bit yeah i mean there's yeah. like the uh the but when it had modular, I was just like, I was playing like these like blue green hardened scales decks, and I'm like, this is disgusting. Like yeah. you can't do this. Yeah, it's like what? it's like <laughs> it,
2: it was just like all right, one mana, draw two, modular. You know, another play another one, draw two more. Like yeah, it was it was it was pretty gross. It was it wasn't fair.
1: And even hardened scales took down like the first modern challenge by Dom Harvey. Uh, you know, just for Urza Saga, which this this. To me, honestly, seems like the best Urza Saga deck because you just really take advantage of that chapter two. I mean, you, your creatures just get insane. Um, you know, that seems really awesome. And the deck itself kind of seems like it has some new life uh, with that one drop, too. I Oof. I don't even know exactly what that one drop completely does. But, um, you know, the,
2: he played four of those, which seems pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, Hardened Scales was a deck that we we did actually test quite a bit with. I mean, I think Brad played a lot with that um yeah and and it oh, did yeah. seem really good like there was a number of cards uh that made the deck quite it, like um what is that called the oz the ozolith or whatever
3: Ozolith. Yeah. yeah
2: like that was one that um basically we had been shown as a card that would be coming out in a future set or that like could be relevant and was so yeah i don't know there was this is one that we definitely tested with and it did seem like it was really good, but at the same time, hardened scales wasn't a deck that was like, you know,
1: dominant because it was it was post Mox Opal, right? Like you right. didn't have Mox Opal in these lists, yeah, okay.
2: So like, yeah, well, you know, powering up some of these decks like that, I don't think is a bad thing as long as they're not like a- abusively dominant, you know. Well, yeah. Well, agreed.
0: you are you're you are saying that after we nerfed them a little bit, right?
2: Yes, we we did some. of... There were. Cards, some in the deck, some that aren't in the deck that were a little well, like, absurd. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll just I'll just say yeah, I'll just say it like Zabazz, you know, we were debating, like Aaron, Aaron was like, you know, or maybe it maybe wasn't Aaron somebody, but like they were like, should Zabazz just be like hard because where it's an additional one or double? And I'm like, Well, let's try that double. And I attack on turn three against against Aaron Forsyth, and he's like thinking blocks, and I'm like, You're gonna take 42 damage. And and oh. and they're like, okay, let's not do double. Let's, <laughs> let's not, not double. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just add one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 yeah, there was a few other cards that just had different abilities put on them because these decks were a little out of hand. And yeah,
2: like Zabaz so, yeah, so, so <laughs> was pretty was pretty obscene in its original version. <laughs> um there was another there was a land that was really gross too, um, especially in this deck. So
1: I have a question with Zabaz and hardened scales. Do you add the one and then double it? Or do you get to choose or do you double it then add one? If you modular.
0: So say that again. What are you asking?
1: So like with Zabaz is ability to put an additional one counter on something and then Harden scales doubles it. Um, oh, wait, no. Hardened scales. Oh, okay. So, so it's just plus two, huh? Yes. So if okay.
0: you if you if you modular the land onto Zabaz, it'll be a four, four. Gotcha. gotcha. But Zabaz does not see itself. So if Zabaz dies, it'll modular normally.
1: Gotcha. Oh, I'm thinking of the scales creatures that double it, right? Like Whining constrictor, and or is that one more as well? Am I am I just losing my mind on those thinking that one, there was those, a double
0: already? There's those are one more as well. There is there is a double. It's like, um, it's like all the planeswalker cards.
2: Okay, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, there there's also like the there's like an enchantment that doubles tokens that you get and stuff like that. I don't know if there's yeah. Okay. I don't okay. know if there are things that
0: double the counters. They're probably that's one of them, yeah. Actual <laughs> no, double I'm just, season. I'm just super happy that that Hardened Scales and Affinity were which were two decks that I put a lot of time into trying to like make sure the cards were good, but not, you know, Busto. Yeah. Both yeah. are still like doing really good in the format, but don't feel broken. Yeah, no, I think yeah, that's good. Because
1: honestly, <laughs> because honestly, affinity got nerfed so badly for Urza's sins, you know, Mox wasn't insane in affinity. It was good, but it was absolutely busted with Urza. So like it had to go. But that that felt rough for hardened scale and affinity decks because, you know, they, they weren't overly unfair, but Mox still had to go, you know.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Like yeah. Urza, Urza is a stupid Magic card that should have never been printed. Maybe they should have hired us what? for that Modern Horizons. I disagree. Yeah, I, think I love Urza.
2: I, I can't. Or I can't not agree with that. I think Urza is like an absolute slam dunk success from the first Modern Horizons. I gotta agree as well. It just you it, know, it, it
1: it 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 was the push that got Mox and Oko banned because those decks were
2: insane. I, I mean, I'm pretty but, sure that like. Oko was the reason why that deck was fucked up. Not... I mean, Urza was good, but Oko was yeah. kind of the the reason why that that was like a
0: super Look, you up. don't mess with mana. Yeah. You don't mess with mana, and Urza messes with artifact mana. We've learned from these Talarian sins before. I will die on this hill. But if you
2: never mess with mana, then you just don't have a... Your game is just less powerful, less fun. Like, sometimes... Yeah, then you just have mid-range fights. Messing with <laughs> mana... Is very dangerous, but if you never do it, uh, you, you lose a lot of the the fun and magic. I think. Like,
0: look, you come yeah. you come back to me when we give it to White. <laughs> like, just <laughs> k- let White mess with mana a little bit, not yeah, in your opponent's her. mana Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, let's. Yeah, I mean, there's only four colors in Magic. We all know that. Yeah. So. <laughs>
3: I mean, actually,
0: actually, if you look through all these decks in Modern. That 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 is quite true, actually. <laughs> it looks like sadly, much. yeah. It's kind of looking Except like for-
2: there's one color in Magic, green. Yeah. Oh so, wow, these
0: are all green decks.
1: And I mean, these are these are decks we just kind of pulled out that have been having success on uh, week one, week two of Magic, and like the other ones that seem to be quite good and uh, you know uh, kind of crushing some challenges and stuff is just Cascade decks that either have Shardless Agent into, like, um, Rhinos or just into Living End and stuff. Uh, do you guys test a lot of those kind of decks, or what do you think of them? We did,
2: yeah. Yeah. We, we tested yeah, a lot of Shardless Agent into Crashing Footfalls um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and other cards, it's too. To quite a
0: few, yeah. Because
2: we tested, like, the... We tested into, like, the, the Warp World card. Um, mm-hmm. I tested a lot of Cascade into the variety of different blue suspend cards that were, that existed. Um, yeah.
1: Cause I think that's the most dangerous mechanic in the set is cascade. Like cascade <clears> has <throat> fucked up so many things, uh, that shardless agent, I bet was a focus point for sure.
2: Yeah. The, the, it was, the yeah. thing about, yeah, we did play out with shardless agent in a lot of decks. Um, but they never felt, they actually just felt fun. Like, they didn't really feel yeah. none of the... The only one that felt oppressive was with Tinker, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that was the only one that felt oppressive. Charlotte's <laughs> um, Agent into Tinker was was uh, kind of good. But yeah, I other than that, like it, they honestly just felt fun. They never felt too good. They could do really powerful yeah. things, but they were also not like... Um, it didn't seem above the power level of other decks, so...
1: And honestly, even like EE, like I think the stock on EE has like went through the roof with Urza Saga and Rhino decks kind of getting a shot in the arm that like, you know, having an EE just to deal with these rhinos straight up uh, is a nice card to keep them in check. You know, there's plenty of other ways to deal with two tokens with one spell as well. So, you know, even a counter spell, Wrath of God, all that stuff uh, is pretty is pretty fair. So I think these decks are cool, but not busted. And Living End has always kind of been. A deck that is there but very vulnerable to graveyard hate. Um, it's scary when a deck that can cascade into a powerful spell is not vulnerable to graveyard hate, like these rhinos, but the fact that they're two zero converted mana cost creatures, uh, I think makes it completely fine.
0: I mean, I I I will agree with that. I think that mm-hmm. you know, Crashing Footfalls is very powerful, but when it's in the context of modern, it loses a lot of that. Yeah. And so, if the most powerful thing your deck is doing is putting ten power into play on turn three and then trying to ride that to victory, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I and I also just love the look of this deck because of how it abuses mana with the subtleties, the Bone Crushers, Brazen Bars, Mystical Disputes, Fire and Ice. I I personally and Force just,
1: and Negation. Yeah. And
0: Force and Negation. I just I like that kind of magic because. A this deck is already kind of built and tight, right? It's not going to be easy to 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 change a lot of cards about it. Yeah, but the gameplay is always like everything you're doing is so important. And like you know, like in affinity deck, you're just like every game I'm just it's a lottery. I am just trying to have a hand that I get to shit on the board, mm. and my hand is super powerful. But a deck like this, it's like you make one little mistake, it's 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 game over, man.
1: Yeah, one thing that seems crazy in a deck like this. I mean, and this is kind of off topic but like veil of summer in a green deck where you want to force through these kind of spells like get that card
0: in your deck what are we what are we doing here well you can't you can't shardless agent into a veil of summer
1: Oh, okay. Get those Veil of Summers out of there. <laughs> was, playing, that, was, so. that, was that
0: real? <laughs> was that- <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: realized it right as I finished that sentence. I was like, oh yeah, this has deck restraints. That's why everything costs three in the sideboard. Okay, gotta, never mind. I going to tell this
2: story because it's it's so good. I, I was playing yeah. in a tournament. I can't remember if it was a GP or Magic Online. Oh, I think it was a PTQ on Magic Online. Um, okay. and this was when Eldrazi was legal in modern. Uh, like I I of uh Ugin and stuff. And mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm playing Eldrazi and I'm playing against Living End and it's like not going that well. And I'm basically like, well, I'm pretty sure that I uh I I have to just put put stuff on the on the board and um you know Hope they don't have hope it. Hope they don't have it. Yeah, hope they don't have it. Because yeah. I, I don't I don't think I'm gonna win the other way. And my opponent mm-hmm. has it. They cast, uh, you know, Demonic shred or whatever, and they're cast, cascading, and they just hit Inquisition of Gozilek.
0: no. Yes. Inquisition, like, against Eldrazi? Yeah. I, just maybe already I a bad card. Maybe, maybe like, oh, I wasn't playing Eldrazi.
2: I might have been playing a different deck, but needless to say, they yeah. hit Inquisition of Gozilek. Why is I that even in their 75? i laughing. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Oh, man. Man, I did that once too, where I'm like, you know what, I could really use in my Jeskai Luka deck? Like, Brazen Barrer seems sick, you know? Like, having a bounce spell, like, that's, that just seems good to interact with their stuff. And then I, like, Luka and I hit Brazen Barrer, and I just dropped from the league. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: it's so oh, easy to just... make that mistake. Like, like Inquisition yeah, is it's just, just over. It's like, yeah, like, I want Inquisition to, like, hit Graveyard Hate, clear the way for my combo and stuff. It just. completely blank on the fact that it ruins your entire deck
0: along the the same vein Scooter was in uh Scooter had a few uh Zingers in in one of my streams recently uh for anyone that doesn't know Scooter uh is a close, close friend of Todd Anderson's hangs out in a lot of our streams and uh two things one of them when I was talking about when I opened a Nettle Crest in Limited and he just asked he's just like let me guess that cost two and you made it three and I'm like that's actually exactly what happened um, yeah, yeah. and that's that's shocking and then the other was adding Mindstone to the uh, just guy turns deck <laughs> and just and then it didn't get hit by it for multiple matches then on the fourth match just you know you know inspiration into a mindstone was like oh yeah oh yeah that's why <laughs> yeah but yeah so uh i mean modern does look like there the the set has Gave it a lot of toys and, uh, you know, there's a few decks, older decks that I think are trying to compete with them and we'll see uh, how they do. But it does seem like there's been some sweet upgrades and some new food decks and re- re- giving giving Harden and Scales and Affinity a little bit of a rebirth, I think, is a, a big win for the format.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, Modern Horizons 2 is just hitting everyone in the nostalgia uh, you know, like some of the players that just loved old cards, you know, they get brought back because of that people that wanted new blood into modern they get hit with it like this set just seems awesome because it hits so many people on so many different avenues, you know, it hits the casual people that just miss playing affinity, you know, and it still brings competitive aspects to affinity as well. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just <laughs> love this set for constructed so much. I just hope it's as good as at limited uh, as modern horizons one was.
0: Yeah, we'll ignore the the monkey ruining legacy. We'll we'll just ignore that one. Um, yeah,
1: that, that is one thing I wanted to bring up as well. Is like Modern Horizon for every Legacy super fan, they're just like, yeah, it says Modern Horizon, but it's also fuck up Legacy too <laughs> as well. You know, like
2: <laughs> yeah, Regavan was one of those cards yeah. that I felt was I. There were a handful of cards that I thought were too good, and that was one of them. Like yeah. the other ones haven't seen really, maybe seen that much play. Maybe they have. Like I thought the um the enchantress cards were too good as well. Um we we, we,
0: we we they were for a while. I think we got them to a good safe place.
2: Uh yeah, maybe we did. I mean I I pushed really hard to nerf some of those cards and there was a lot of pushback on that too, but yeah. They, they just were kind of abs- like some of the earlier versions it just it just was kind of gross and enchantress magic isn't really that fun for the opposing player, so I don't know barely fun for the
1: player that's playing it too to be honest (laughs) yeah
2: like (laughs) that is true that is true like but yeah maybe maybe they got nerfed to a, a safe place i was still a little wary on some of them but it doesn't seem like they've really made an impact same with uh um, cuz it's
1: Lantern it's Lantern style magic right like that even that time like sure maybe you loved it you and Sam Black loved it like nobody's business but for the most part that was not a a, a bright time in in modern and i feel like Enchantress kind of plays like that as well
2: i thought Lantern was a bright time in modern when it wasn't like when it was when it was kind of like a friend it was bad yeah like <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't always the, like there was one period of time where it was probably the best deck but for a lot of it it was kind mm-hmm. of a tier two deck and i think that that's fine
0: yeah i mean i want a pro tour yeah but that's not really fair because that was the pro tour where the people that put the time and work and effort into it did well and everyone knew it existed but didn't want to put the time and effort in and just ignored it like there's yeah. a lot of people that chose to ignore the deck and got punished because of it
2: that's true. Yeah. I That's think like, you know, like, that, like, that was my best like, finish in a Pro Tour until, yeah, you know, until the I mean, next modern one that I top aided with humans. I went 12 and four with yeah, Lantern. And
0: and you and yeah. I think only like 12 <laughs> people rolled up to that tournament with that deck while we all knew it was a possibility of being a breakout. Yeah. There, I think there were only mm-hmm.
2: nine people who played Lantern. And like, I mean, I played a Lantern Mirror at like 10 and four, 10 and three or something like in the tournament. Hmm. It, it was. It did phenomenal. It did really well. But.
1: I wish I played against it more. I was playing Tron and I, I remember playing you BBD and you're like, wait, wait, let's not even test this matchup anymore. You shit on me. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, and you know what that means? Let's play one more, Brian. And you're like, fine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's, let's move on. Cause I want to talk a little bit today about modern horizons limited. I, yeah, you know, like it. we, we, we've talked about it with Brian where like, you know, I didn't enjoy it at wizards because it was all you know like their playtest cards, um, because obviously the set was not printed. And and uh I, I drafted a few real stinkers and wasn't enjoying it, but I started playing it online and I am hooked now to the point where like I feel like I'm I'm on the leaderboard. If you go there, I'm in the top like I have nine nine trophies. Nice. Um and You've been playing and I, you
2: have you have 150 play points, eleven <laughs> treasure chests. Yes. <laughs> one trophy, five qualifier points. Nice. Well, well,
0: speaking speaking of affinity, I do want to highlight one card for everyone that's listening that has been playing. Um, one of the cards that I think people pass too often is Extruder. I put Extruder in literally every deck. It's not it doesn't have to be an artifact deck. I put Extruder, it's I think it is a bomb in the format. It is disturbingly good. And Which one is that? every Extruder is the reprint. It's a four-mana juggernaut. It's a 4-3 echo for 4. Sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's slow, but so we're we're talking about a format that at all of the dual lands are artifacts. Yeah. And uh, you can put counters on non artifact creatures. There's a bunch of modular. So like a green oh, wow. white deck, for example, you're going to play some modular because your deck is all about uh, pro, um, proliferate. Like there's a bunch of cards that, that proliferate, but also there's like some like bombish uncommons um, in green that that create stuff. So like there's a card called um Fae Offering that also goes around the table, which is two colors green enchantment. And at the beginning of each end step, if you've cast both a creature and a non-creature spell, create a clue, a food and a treasure. And then there's also uh, one of my favorite cards called Tireless Provisioner, which is Tireless Tracker, yeah, that but one's the opposite. Awesome. <laughs> it's just it's a Tireless Tracker, three colors, green for three two, but you can sh- make a food or a treasure, and it's an uncommon. So like you oh, kind okay. of just like create all these artifacts, and your mana's is artifacts, and then all of a sudden in the late game you just put this extruder into play, and it makes combat impossible.
2: Yeah, it's, it it, yeah. it does seem incredibly good. You can just. Sack of land, put a counter on a creature. A sack of whatever, put a counter. On, like, it, 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 those kinds of cards are impossible to do combat against.
1: Yeah. yeah and honestly, uh, that's what makes just Hardened Scales a good deck. Like, blocking that deck is a nightmare. And if you don't block, you die. Like, so it, that's kind of cool to carry over that in the
0: limited. Yeah. And so, but this card, like, a lot of people, I think, just think, like, if you're not an artifact deck, you shouldn't play it. But I think yeah. every deck should be an artifact deck, except for maybe Madness. Madness, Madness, and maybe like, blue, black. Um, maybe shouldn't play it but truth be told every good deck is 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 a five color green deck
1: <laughs> really? Is because i mean i've watched i watched your stream like two days ago or whatever and you were just playing you know random multi decks because you had that three one that makes golems that uh that paulo
0: oh general um, i i took general it, yeah. pick one pack one in a draft oh, three out bright yeah. and then took it pick yeah. one back two the next draft <laughs> nice
1: so like so like what are the what are the like the main archetypes like you know like modern horizon one it was like snow blue green snow there's blue black ninjas you know it, okay. it, you could you could deceive or you could um you know you could deviate a little bit from the plans but for the most part there were some tribe decks so, not you know not actual tribes, but yeah.
2: i was want to say it sounds like i was like ahead of the curve then because when we were drafting there i kept drafting these like three plus color green like they look like abomination decks but i was like three owing a lot of the drafts and
0: they're they're unbelievably good you i, I do whatever <laughs> i want in the drafts like honestly and i do pretty well like unless your deck is super lean and has bombs Your, like, two-color random deck is just going to get shit on by a five-color abomination.
1: Okay. That kind of scares me for a limited format, though, personally. Why? We've we've had formats like that before, where you just, it's five-color soups, you just pick all the good cards, and it's like, weren't they not great? Like, wasn't, like, cons like that? No, that was a phenomenal
2: draft format. Cons Cons was one of the best draft formats
1: Okay. So I, I swear there was something like this where you just kind of play everything and it and it was kind of a negative experience. But well, I guess maybe I'm blowing that out of my ass.
0: Strixhaven Sealed is like that because Strixhaven Sealed has a lot, doesn't have a ton of themes. Yeah. And um and is based around like the five colors. And and so the sealed format is is pretty bad. But sealed is but, often mm. like
2: that too. There were there's been a lot of sealed That's formats true. where like you open your sealed pool, and if you have two gift of paradises, you're gonna have a good sealed deck or whatever like just because of that Uh, but yeah draft is just a different
0: animal i'll give you an example this this set actually is really well thought out limited wise and i had no impact on that i'm not trying to float my own boat here Mm -hmm. um i didn't do anything with limited but other people but as i'm playing it the 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 great thing is each there's 10 different guilds obviously right and color combinations and each one of those two color combinations has its own theme but they bleed over exceptionally well into other themes. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Take example, Rakdos. Rakdos is madness, but blue black is discard. Like blue black is themed discard. And then blue red is themed delirium. So you can draft Grixis messes that are madness based with a bunch of the draw discard from Demir. And that'll set you up for delirium with, with, is it?
2: Yeah, and mm. so like
0: they they all work together in certain ways, and and the same can be said about like um, <clears throat> the artifact decks. Like, uh, Jeskai colors have a lot of the artifacts, and you know one of them's like red white is modular. Well, blue white is affinity, and and they uh-huh. and they and they obviously work well together. Mm-hmm. And then blue red is delirium, which again you're you're drafting a bunch of artifacts and artifact creatures and. To, to, and then there's also like this like, um, Manticore, for example, that, uh, let me just grab it real quick. Uh, it's worth talking about. Uh, yeah, it's it's Mount Veles Manticore. It's a two colors, red, red, enchantment creature, three, four. At the beginning of each combat on your turn, you may discard a card. When you do, it deals X damage to target creature where X is the number of card types. So this card actually is a delirium enabler. It can be a madness enabler. But it it usually works best in artifact decks as removal, because all of your artifact creatures and all artifact lands are two types.
2: Right. Though it'll and so at you minimum shock deal
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a great great format
2: then. Yeah, that sounds fun. That was one thing I did I did like when we were when we were playing with it was it did seem like every two color combination uh, mixed well with its neighboring pairs. Um, okay. Like I, I, I remember. I think I drafted like a band deck at least once, maybe even twice. It seemed very synergistic with. Um, I don't remember exactly what green, white, and green, blue, and all those things are, but I, I, I remember it felt like the third color synergized really well in with the deck.
1: So, what has been the response as far as people's you know perception of of the draft format? Is it been overall pretty positive, or is it still too early to tell, or?
0: I mean, I, I I haven't seen a lot besides people watching me draft and watching other people. Okay. Like, I think it's I think it's high. A lot of people are more excited about playing modern right now, and I'm more yeah. excited about... I'm just going to draft, and I have a few more streams I want to do before I leave, mostly to test what setup I want to bring with me for my, you know, like, not full, robust setup. Mm-hmm. And I want to test that a little bit, but I'm going to do some more modern horizon and drafts, but I think it's pretty good. good. But also, I'm playing the format, and I can tell... Like, I'm 16 or 17 drafts in, and I'm still having fun, so... That's good. Uh, and it, because there's just, like, weird things... Like, for example, there's a card called Liquid Metal Torque. It's two colorless, it taps for color. So then it taps and target non-land permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types. This card does so many different things. It can turn your your opponents, non artifacts, into artifacts, so you can play main deck naturalizes, which are usually mm-hmm. good. It can turn... Uh, a non-artifact um creature into an artifact so you can sack it to uh to the extruder or something you know it can help you with okay. like you know uh making more artifacts and it just it just does a lot i don't know how to explain it it does a lot of weird it's things the, in games
2: it's the amoeboid changeling of
0: the yeah set. yeah it, it just it just does some weird things to games and it really makes things fun and there's also like graveyard like reanimator strategies that you sometimes play against there's uh there's just so many unique games and and how they play out that i've just found so much enjoyment in the set
1: awesome yeah i i can't wait to uh give it a shot here and it has like the land cycling right like basic land cycling on a lot of cards oh yes or is it just actual cycling
0: no 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 there's a lot of basic land cycling and even new ones yeah. that are like artifact land cycling and then yeah, and they're like the white one's a big creature, it's a four six, and there's an uncommon in that color that that um, you can exile a creature from your graveyard and make that many one ones based on its toughness. Sky mm. of the Desert. And I've like done like my deck right now that I've that I have queued up, I drafted, but I haven't played, just has two Sky of the Deserts and three four sixes. That's just like one of its top end mechanics. It's like nice. I'm going to interact with you, draw some cards, play some things, and eventually make six one ones and try to win with them.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds sweet. And I just love when there is either cycling or basic land cycling. Just it it kind of prevents less non-games, right? Like you don't get yep. mana screwed as much and then people don't have a good time. You know, you I, I think even the pros are like, that's all I want is I want to make sure I can cast my spells with consistency without having to play 19 lands. Uh, and then you can flood and stuff like that. So I think cycling, basic land cycling, uh, those kind of effects have just been so good for limited um, you know, uh, to to help out for enjoyment and not having be- brutal games where you miss your
2: third land drop as often. And stuff. I'm a huge fan of, like, uh, of uh, that kind of stuff in Limited. What Same. I'm less of a fan of is um, so, like, the, the land cycling stuff is really good, because it's like, okay, you can play kind of a mediocre five or six mana creature or whatever, or mm-hmm. you, like, or spell or whatever it is. Like, you can play a card that's a little bit underpowered for its mana cost, but you get the land. Yeah, a
1: little overcosted maybe. Yeah,
2: but you get the land cycling ability. And it's like it's good late, good early because of that. What I wasn't a huge fan of are cards that um you know add to your consistency early, but also allow you to never run out of gas late. I feel like those cards kind of hurt a format because you know like I, I don't want a format where it's like on turn Twelve, both players still have five cards and can do whatever the hell they want, you know, like mm-hmm. i don't i don't I think that that loses some level of fun it just becomes too grindy, but I don't think the land cyclers fall i
0: you actually you actually can flood pretty easily in this format,
2: yeah, yeah um
0: there's actually just one card that I think really breaks that mold in this format that is a little like too too good for limited uh. For that reason, and that's Master of Death.
2: What does that do?
0: colorless blue black. It's a rare zombie wizard. Th- Three-one. Yep. Yeah. Whenever it enters the battlefield, surveil two. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if Master of Death is in your graveyard, you may pay one. If you do put it in your hand, like if you mm. if you pair this with cookbook in a discard-based deck, for the entire game, at worst, you can just discard it, make gain you just gain two life every turn at worst. Mm. And and then um you put it if if your opponent's trying to attack you, you put in play in turn 3, sculpt, surveil, maybe maybe set up delirium. They you they attack, you block, put a pick it back up play it again. It's like how how do you, how do you beat this?
1: Yeah. That's fair. Uh Brian, I want I want to go back to something you said about, you know, if you have limited games that are getting too grindy, would it, do you think that's maybe why Strixhaven, some people are kind of, like, less high in it because of, like, lessons that it just makes it so people always have stuff to do? Because I, yeah. I know people are starting to get a little bit more down on Strixhaven, right? Like, people are starting to get a little bored of it. Um, maybe it's not as big of a home run as, like, Time was to people. Um, that's the vibe I'm getting, at least. But um, maybe your eyes is perception is different on that or, or no, would you think kinda, that's kind of the same have thing to do
0: the same thing like the problem with yeah. that format or i guess the question's to brian we should yeah. let the special guest answer yeah of course of course yeah
2: i i, I am not a huge fan of strix haven like i think it's a i think it's a solid limited format like mm-hmm. they really haven't had bad limited formats in, in a while like they're, they're doing really well with limited i think but i agree but, i agree um like they're kind of crushing it to be honest when it comes to limited but i think strix haven yeah. is one of the lower like I still think it's like a solid average limited format, but I think it's one of the like lower ones in recent memory. In the last two years or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's not my favorite. It it kind of you know, yeah, you, you get pushed into doing the same things and um yeah, a lot of a lot of that stuff is is just kind of that. And like, you know, like the I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, basically. it's like
1: it's like every turn five, someone's casting that five mana, get a four four elemental, like in basically every color combination. And it takes a lot for a limited set to grab on to me. Like it used to be the opposite. Like I would love every limited and I would need an excuse for it to be bad. But now that I've like constructed more, it takes a lot to grab on. And like Kel Time for me, got me just hooked. And Strixhaven, I still haven't, I still haven't found my like complete joy out of it. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't play as much. Before, but I'm excited to try out Modern Horizon. I I think that's going to be
2: sweet. I've enjoyed drafting Orzov decks, but I really haven't enjoyed any of the other decks in the format that much. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, they are just less in team or soup style decks that you know always just cast huge elementals as their payoff good removal you know a little bit of card advantage here and there everybody has seven cards all the fucking time that's why my least favorite deck in
2: is that one yeah Yeah. just from like a fun for that reason yeah yeah i just don't think it's that fun like
1: yeah the replayability isn't there like lessons added an element of not flooding and you have a lot of different options, and it makes drafting really challenging because you have to now not only worry about your deck but you have to make sure you have the right amount of lessons so you have to prioritize when you should take those and it makes the draft more interesting but in my mind it makes the games less interesting because you kind of do the same thing
0: i think i think what also makes what have what would have made strixhaven better even though it has this like built-in like mechanic Mm
1: -hmm. was you designing it as well no it's it's, (laughs) it's a a
0: lot better i think (laughs) uh, beautiful with her saga i I just think that the format has two varying uh bad cards like too many cards that aren't actually good and limited Mm -hmm. that makes the lessons too powerful which makes them too valuable and forces the draft (sighs) format to be very um the same because when i once i once i started playing the format and learning it i was like Oh only about half the cards are playable and I just ignore the other half.
2: Yeah, and mm-hmm. it also makes it where there's there's almost no decision on some packs because it's like, well, there's there's this lesson in here that's uh real like, you know, one of the premier lessons to take. And there's like two other like cards that I'm like excited to take out of the pack and nothing else is good, you know. So it's like yep. it's like I don't I don't feel like there's a pain point to taking this lesson. I'm not like passing like these other cards that i wish i could get you know like
1: yeah it does just seem like the (laughs) lessons were just a little too good where it's kind of the best thing to be doing and the aggressive decks can punish it if you have a really good aggressive deck but i think they should have shot for a mark of like the medium aggressive decks with a good curve are still like overpowering the lessons because they're a little too slow uh and i think they just maybe missed the mark by just a little bit or something i think a
2: lot i think they should have had less lessons that made creatures and just Had lessons that did, you know, like fringe or niche things. Like, I think the one that gets a land and gains two life, like that, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's strong, but I think that's that's a good lesson. Or, like, the one that puts two counters on a creature and gives a vigilance, that's a good lesson.
1: Or the one that exiles a creature and they draw a card. I think that's a really good lesson. I think if they
2: did more lessons like that and not like, here's a creature. Fractural summoning. Right. Yeah. It's just like so many of the lessons are just making good creatures and it's like then mm-hmm. it, it's like you have a card that provides you with like i don't know two-thirds of a card's worth of value or something and then mm-hmm. it gets you a full card a full creature out of it That that's just a little yeah. too much i thought but
0: all right, i think I, yeah. I i agree with everything you're saying but we are straying. we're way too far off, of too topic, far yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 far yeah. far and away <laughs> off topic um all right but no i think that i think this limited format is great i just i'm gonna snippet here and just say that it's got an expensive price point obviously $25 a draft Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of value in it I've actually profited on this format I have been doing well in it and it's not because of my knowledge going in um, as Eric Froelich has been trolling me in every single time that Mm -hmm. I I draft it's just like don't you already know all these cards because you practiced them for the yeah. last year and a half and it's like <laughs> wow okay you have to stop um, We yeah. did like two
2: drafts at Watts. we did maybe three drafts was it three drafts we did
0: we did three drafts and one of the drafts i i got told by majors and i quote brad you can't o2 drop we're paying you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, the one thing I
1: do love about Modern Horizon draft that we've lost on other drafts is I remember those moments when you crack a sealed pool or you crack a draft like, you know, early and when me and you were grinding, Brad, and you're like, oh, God, OK, give me that Tarmagoy for 60 tickets or whatever. What like, there's actual that? there's I... actual cards that you can rip that are like, we'll pay for your draft and then some. But, you know, in standard sets, when you're drafting them on moto, you don't get to just sell them. And profit back. But like you ripping Urza saga, you know, there's your fifty, hundred bucks or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. I I, I on like one those. of those yeah. on one of the first days I trophied with a reg event and then trophied with a grief. Yes. Uh, and and I was just like, what the hell? I'm up like I'm up like a hundred dollars.
1: Yeah. Uh... And especially while the set is like new now before everybody You know, the the prices will go down when the availability becomes more, you know, available to people. So right now, the drafts kind of pay for themselves with all the rares you can get.
2: Let's transition back to modern a little bit, though. Speaking of grief, what's the deal with that?
0: Because that was it has it it has had like no impact. That's what what I
2: thought, but I I was getting really nervous when everyone was like, "Nah, this is going to break the format." Caleb
0: Durward just keeps playing blink decks on on his streams having fun and they look very casual like grief grief has not had an impact okay I mean that's what we thought but like yeah yeah yeah, and see, everyone was
1: freaking out with the Ephemerate stuff right away. And when I played it on versus, it was just okay as well. But one card I'm really curious about uh, is the the twelve mana Draco. Like that doesn't seem to be having as much impact as I thought. Like I I kind of picked that as God. like one of the cards that could be banned because that card seems
2: yeah I'm, still I'm surprised super that good, people you know? aren't playing like. Well, I mean, they wanted those cards to be to bring domain back. As like, a, yeah. as, like, an archetype, but as yeah. we kind of quickly found out, it's more like maybe they'll bring Jund back as an archetype. Like, they were a lot sure. better in a mid They felt, like, a lot better, more powerful in, like, a mid-range deck than, like, a, a creature aggressive deck. So mm-hmm. I, I am interested if, like... You know, like, I, I'm kind of surprised that neither of them are are uh, having an impact, but maybe, we, maybe they got nerfed enough that they're fine. Yeah, I'm
1: looking at... I'm looking at the last two modern challenges and there's not a single copy of it in either of the top eights, Um, you know, where I thought this was when me and BBD just did the episode. That was a card I was really interested to try out in domain decks and like bring to light decks. Um, And, you know, the more and more I thought about it, the bring to light idea, you're kind of pulling yourself at odds you know, because you want to be playing a lot of spells and stuff, but it just works so well with Omnath and those style of decks. So I thought it would be interesting. But yeah, so far, you know, nothing too, nothing too crazy.
2: Yeah, like and maybe it's just PTSD from that card being like um, really powerful when, when we were working with it. But I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of just like that was one of the cards I was like terrified of.
0: I'm not terrified of this version, but I I was of all the other versions.
2: Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, that,
1: uh, you know, I think that gives us a good idea of where modern is at and stuff. You guys want to wrap it up and do the casting crew?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good for this week. I just want to let everyone know that the next two weeks we might have a little bit of, uh, moving around or stuff because Brian and I are both going through a move in the next week and a half so who knows what's going to happen we're going to try our best to get the the episodes in
1: and i am packing and getting ready to move into a house as well so yeah this is going to be a crazy uh month for all
0: of the, oh, the yeah. bbp family that's for sure we we will we will do our best to get to get get shows through um yeah but yeah like my all my stuff will be gone by next wednesday like next wednesday i'm also like taking our router in you know like that's my last day here before we move. so that, I might, I might have to skip next week's episode, boys. <laughs> no. no! You know, it's kind well, of funny you know that-, that
2: the only consistent part of the Bash Bros podcast is special guest Brian Brown doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that's true. so true. <laughs> that's so true. You know, the, the critically acclaimed Brian and BBD episodes, you know, people are are just raving about, you know, I think it was in the New York Times last week. You know, I mean, there's the I think we're on the cover of the Rolling Stones next week. So, you know, I think people will be OK with it.
0: OK, I don't know why you just rambled on for 10 seconds when you're the one that has a meeting in 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's of your, right. fault. Your, fault. your fault. Your fault. <laughs> your fault. <laughs> the cast
1: and crew, everyone, is a group of people that are are great, lovely supporters. If you want to join this group and uh how to g- get a cool job as our, you know, credits at the end of our episodes you can go to patreon.com slash bass bros podcast to join and speaking of new people we got a new member here and that is brandon this is our newest member of the cast and crew but hasn't went through orientation quite yet so please contact us through patreon to figure out your job but brandon we thank you for joining and uh, welcome to the crew. The
2: orientation process it's 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 painless. It's only it's, it's three it's weeks long. It's not painless.
0: It's what Doctor Yeah, I was, yeah, just, I was gonna, just
2: gonna say <laughs> Doctor Onks <laughs> is the one who runs. It's it. three weeks long, and Doctor Onks is in charge. So <laughs> good <Yeah>. luck. <laughs> we don't know what happens behind those closed I doors. I think we do know. Well, no. Oh, yeah. save it. Save it for <laughs> the save end. Save it for then. the end. All right, <laughs> the back end, of course. Oh.
1: Yeah, there we go. All right.
2: We also got Eric, and that is uh, formerly the wall that bbd stared at but now is the <laughs> bbp emotional support changeling and uh, Ooh, uh i think we can all use a little emotional support lately This yes. hasn't been the uh easiest or best year for for years for all of us so
1: wow yeah. we love you eric yeah. i'm emotionally supported <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we <laughs> got
0: Steve. Uh, uh, well, quickly, Brandon and Eric, thank you so much for joining the cast and crew. Thank yes, you. welcome. Welcome to the cast and crew. All right, Steve, who is our general counsel and chief legal analyst. Um, analyst. I
2: think
0: that's the. No, not not. Not not until Doctor Unks. You know moves moves on to 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 to, to browner pastures wow impressive
1: all right next up we got dj and that is our official copycat you know that is our official copycat he likes to say things over and over he likes to say things over and over and it's just company policy it's just company policy so
2: all right, and we got DJ. That's our official copy <laughs> yet. Uh, he likes to say things over and over. Now, we got uh, we got Bino <laughs> Gatista, and that is... Uh, yeah, he was part of the Hearthstone Esports de- Department. They fired him. There was some wow. issues with a breaking out of prison, um, but he also, just in rage of, of being fu- uh, fired by the Hearthstone Esports Department, he lost his temper in what the new york times described as a heated <laughs> gaming moment now is in county jail awaiting trial so god damn I know it.
1: bino cannot catch a break y'all one of these days he's going to be a special guest but yeah not not today still trying
2: to be the special guest but it is always something it's always, always something. something always
0: something God. all right next up we got s rudy who's our business uh analyst i believe it's analyst i believe it's i think that's funny. fun fact um <laughs> while i'm doing this podcast i my brain can no longer differentiate between analyst and analyst is it um yeah it's, like i can't sometimes like it just comes out wrong the, like the way i didn't want it to it's
2: just <sighs> just like out of the anal No, it's never mind. just data data all <laughs> over again
1: you're yeah. gonna be like in a meeting with MTG Melee or something and they're going like, yeah, we wanted to bring in an analyst, and you mean and you're just like gonna say we wanna bring in an analyst and they're gonna be like, Brad, what? Like that's <laughs> gross,
3: dude.
0: Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's gross. You're fired. From the yeah. MTG Melee oh, East Department.
0: Fi- Steve, Steve, <laughs> yeah. Steve Port has fired me so many times. <laughs> nice, nice. It's just his okay. go-to. It's like, did you remember to do this? I'm like, oh no, I totally forgot about that. He's like, alright, you're fired. I'm like, great. I get a week off. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see you tomorrow morning, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but, but have you been fired from the Force Department of MTG Melee then causing you to lose your temper in a heated no, But I'm very moment. close to
0: most people that were in the The Wizards Esports Department and I see a lot of them (laughs) saying I have taken a different job somewhere else. (laughs) Like I've seen so many posts lately. That's
1: true. Anyway, next up we got Inside Esports and that is our Esports event organizer on MTG Melee. Their uh, second season is up and I know they're just cranking out a ton of events. So uh, check them out if you want to play some online events.
0: Yeah, they they've got daily events uh, that get you points. And then another this weekend on Saturday, they got another standard 5k. So if you want to go play some standard, get in with that new, um, the new dragon deck. That new, new, that new, new dragon deck.
2: I don't know what a dragon deck is, but I do know that we should all hail Ian Pasella as our leading resident Pastafarian.
1: Man, I cannot have Ian in my life for, like, the next two weeks. I ate, like, dog shit on my vacation, so I need a resident salad pasta far... Wait, you, a uh, salad... A Salafarian? I don't know, I'll see myself. You ate, you dog, ate dog, dog shit? shit? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Nice. Gross. <laughs> I ate, Disgusting. like, dog shit.
0: Speaking <laughs> of dogs, Wappa is up next to his... Our, is my personal barista and dog walker. Won't walk BBD and won't have to anymore because... Brian is walking himself to Browner Pastures. Walk it
1: out, walk it out. So WAPA is now moving to Roanoke as well. That's a big move. Congrats, WAPA.
0: Yeah, congratulations, WAPA.
1: Next up, we got Adham, and that is our Ghost writer. Any of the words we say is all written by Adham, uh, just in case there's anything we say that's, you know, not correct, or you guys weren't supposed to say some of these words from your time with Wizards. It's all actually Adham's fault, so...
2: All right, next up we got David Watt, and uh, let's just say his saga of finding a special guest has uh, carried on, and he has persevered in the face of tremendous odds to find what many consider to be the perfect special guest week in, week out. So.
1: It's been on chapter three for so long. That saga just needs to uh, end. Let's get real. Yeah,
2: and we haven't gotten that far yet, but spreading seas is involved. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. Yeah, you should spreading see
0: yourself out of here, BBD. I
2: will be doing that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So next up on our cast and crew is Paul Kath Soroski. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Who's Hell our BBD's yeah. wall staring photographer? You're gonna get new walls to stare at too soon. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean,
1: well, someone who was the wall is no longer the wall, so now we need to find new walls, actually. yeah. think about it. <laughs> Maybe Phil, I mean, Phil's been doing a lot of work for us, you know, all across the department. Maybe we'll have Phil on the finding of a new wall for Paul Kakarowski to take pictures of BBD. Uh, you know, Phil just does it all around here. So, you know, that could be another thing.
2: Speaking of another thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got JP and that is Mango's timestamp finder and we have not been putting JP to work lately so maybe we need No, to, we've
0: been doing good. We need to we need to have a real, you know, yeah, piss-offish episode. We need to have an episode yeah. where we
2: spend half the episode talking about Strixhaven Limited for oh no God. reason.
0: For no <laughs> reason
2: whatsoever. That would be phenomenal. I
0: was kind of confused why we were doing it, but I just let you two go.
2: I was confused yeah. too, but I was also just answering the questions that I was given. So, yeah. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Next up, we got Sol Nabasi, who is uh, our designated mana dork. And I think the best mana dork we've got is uh urza saga yeah it is, urza saga, <laughs> urza. Yeah. It is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right next up we got eric Nall, and that is uh our bbp trash man and after bbd designed such a egregiously powerful card i think eric Nall is actually just going to put bbd in the trash and just recycle that shit after that word
2: yeah after i went to watsi and they were like hey could you design a card for us and i'm like here's urza saga no, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've been wanting this to be printed ever since Urza's Saga came out. I knew. I knew sagas would be a thing. Right. <laughs> All
2: right. We got Garimeldi, and that is our merch store manager. Uh, and I didn't we, we maybe sold something at some point in the last month?
0: I, <laughs> I think we did. I, th- I think we did sell something. I don't know what it was. I just know that we got a, a small amount of money deposited in our account. I mean, I know we definitely. So, s- thank you.
2: We definitely thank s- you. Sold our souls for sure, but
0: we're rich. Oh, very much. And speaking of selling our souls, Patrick is our office party coordinator, and there's no yeah. office party with a soul. I was going to say true. It didn't,
2: true. That seem to be a little bit of a non sequitur, but okay, okay. <laughs> we need to change
1: we need to change Patrick's uh, job to a house party coordinator by the time I move into my house, y'all. BBD, well, <laughs> you're not
2: invited to this party, but, you guys, You know, are you guys going to be streaming your adventures in Todd's hot tub? Is this going to be you guys going to become hot tub streamers? Is that the thing?
1: Y- absolutely. Nice. Yep. With my luck, I'd be a hot tub streamer and I'd drop my phone in the hot tub, you know. Mm. <laughs> Next up, we got Filippos Galanis, and that is Brad's soundboard operator. I hope that job still remains vacant right now and that soundboard, you know, remains in the trash. It, it,
0: it does, it it, 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 it it has remained vacant, but uh, off topic, bro, can can, can I have a hundred dollars?
1: Absolutely, Yep.
0: nice, cool, thank you. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> i hate
2: myself <laughs> Corey. do you want to continue to do this
1: absolutely yeah okay cool yeah nice that's awesome perfect that's
2: all i need to hear that was the only thing <laughs> all right next up we got loror and that is our chief executive officer uh kind of the bigwig in charge of everything here and you know there's a real push to you know it's like eat the rich you know like anti-billionaire things None of that hits Loror because we don't make any money. So he doesn't have anything. But
1: that's fair. Yeah. But hey, before this, I wanted to ask a question to myself, <laughs> y'all. Uh, do you, do I find both of you annoying?
2: Absolutely, yep. Nice.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, what's that, right. what's the thing that you say when somebody says 69?
1: Absolutely, yep. Nice. nice. That's it. That's
2: the word. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs>
0: All right. So next up, we got Victor, who is my first place trophy holder. And I got to say, I've got nine new ones for Victor. It's been a good week. i nice. drafting a lot of this format. Ooh, so what? Victor has been having some, you know, double duty, having to pick up trophies day and night. Sounds,
2: sounds like Victor might be better served, though, as the... Highest. Dr.
1: Unks, the resident proctologist with all the double duty going on <laughs> yeah. <all> around here. <laughs> Last but not least, of course, we have Dr. Unks, which is BBD's pretty much, you know, go-to guy. They meet up every morning, every night, just to make sure everything's going and flowing. And uh, yeah, he's a resident proctologist.
0: Sounds shitty. You know what uh, yeah, Dr. Unks'
2: favorite baseball player is? Who? Bartolo Colon or Colon? Who's <laughs> God? Damn. I, 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 I fucked All that, right. that up. That was a bad. Joke.
0: That's it for the episode, everyone. Cut, Thank you so much for hanging out with the Podcast. <laughs> we will see you later uh next week. I might be on the show, or it'll just be Corey and another shitty oh. special guest. Cut that see joke for the
2: podcast. Bye bye. Scratch it from the fucking record, please.